sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the NoBS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. Welcome to the NoBS Sales School podcast. Um, time for a confession. I have uh, given up two things in the last 30 days that I am amazed and slightly pissed off how much better I feel because I've stopped doing them. And it's impacted my work. It's impacted my family. It's impacted a lot of things. And I thought I'd just share that. And maybe this is not relevant to any of you, but I thought I'd just share what's what's going on with me. Number one, um, I have once again given up the news. And when I say the news, I don't mean necessarily financial news, you know, that, but I've given up politics. I used to be a politics junkie. I used to love it. It was like a football game to me and my side wins, your side loses. That's fantastic. And I wanted to stay up with it all. And I wanted to make sure I knew all the stuff and that I had a counter for every argument. And that was a really big deal for me. And I, I liked it. It felt like I was really feeding myself with something that was important. I was made to feel important. Um, and what I learned as I got older was every time I engage with that, all I'm doing is... Um, I'm being drawn into the matrix, right? I mean, drawn in to make myself believe that that needed to be important in my life. And what I found was whenever I engaged with politics, especially on a national scene, whenever I engage with politics on a national scene, especially, all it does is make me pissed off. All it does is make me angry. It makes me angry at other people. It also makes me angry and worried about the future. And look, I get it. I mean, the, the politicians, what they believe, what they vote for, what, they, what they're paid for, what they're bribed to do, that absolutely does impact my future. I get it. And my children's future, 100%. But you know what I can do about it? Nothing. And you know how much of my time I need to spend worried about stuff that I can do nothing about? Zero. Now, again, that's an ideal, right? We do worry about shit we got no control over. But I knew that was one of those things, or I realized again that that was one of those things that I don't need to get all wrapped up in. I've got other things that I do control that I need to spend my time, effort, energy on. And so instead of getting wrapped around this other stuff, which really is like junk food, the politics on the news, all that stuff, that is just junk food. Maybe it tastes good. Maybe you feel like you're learning something. Maybe it does feel like a historic moment, although I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Um, it is, it's junk food. It's not good for you. It's not good for me. All it does is piss me off. And so I made the decision. Um, to push that aside, to stop reading those articles, to stop looking for those headlines, to stop following certain politicians. This is kind of hard for me a little bit because my wife and I are on opposite ends of the political spectrum. She believes one set of things and I believe something completely different. And so what I found was that I was trying to study, to learn, to listen, to pay attention so that I could, quote, counter her arguments. For God's sake, Walker, if you can think of a worse way to spend your time than doing research to counter your wife's arguments. Oh my God, please stop. So I stopped. And it's been about 
I don't know, it's been probably three weeks, four weeks, which doesn't seem like that long, but it, I'm miles away emotionally, mentally from where I was four weeks ago when I was all into that shit and I was had opinions and I was digging deep, but I knew what the hell and I knew all the bullshit. And that's what it was. It was freaking bullshit. And when you buy into that stuff, you're turning your emotions over to somebody else. Right. I, I listened to, uh, um, to a podcast this morning and the guy said, there are only four things that we can control. Only four things that we can control. And I thought this was brilliant. Number one is our preparation. How, you know, how prepared are we to win? Let's pretend in sales. How prepared are you to go into the sales call? Have you thought through the things that need to happen? The things that you know you're going to need to know. Have you actually thought through that? Have you thought through what the next step needs to be? Number two is your effort. How much effort are you putting in to get in front of new prospects? How much effort are you putting in to set meetings, to ask for referrals? Effort. Number three is your attitude, right? And this is exactly where the news screwed with me. My attitude was, oh my God, world's going to hell. 53% of the population is a bunch of freaking morons, right? And the last thing that we can control is our response. How do you respond when something happens? And so here's what I've found, right? When I'm following up on politics, my response is an angry, rabid response to something, right? It's, ah, you're wrong. And nobody, here's the thing. You're not going to convince anybody. You're not going to change anybody's damn mind. And yet those four things, preparation, effort, attitude, response, we're all falling victim to my thinking following politics was an important thing because all of a sudden it made the things that I was working on seem so much less important or I felt so fatalistic about it because who cares? The politicians go ruin everything anyway. Now I recognize shit that's in the background. That's an excuse that I'm making. I don't need to be there. So the second thing, this is more personal is I gave up booze, which is a big deal. And I do, I've done this several times in my life. Um, like a real alcoholic, I face it from just day to day. But the reality is, I um, I came to a point, a friend of mine um, died um, from cancer, fuck cancer. Um, and I was really bummed out about it. And the day he died, um, I had more drinks than I normally would have, because um, I felt like I'd earned it and I deserved it. And it was supposedly to make me feel better. And the reality is, somebody said this a long time ago, sobriety um, brings you all the things that alcohol promises and can't deliver on. And so the day after my friend died, the day when I woke up with another hangover, I said, you know what? I don't need, I need, I have every reason in the world to feel sorry for myself and load up on the booze. And so I probably ought not to do that. I had that out of body thought. And I was like, you know, let's like real alcoholic, let's just take it one day at a time. And so I, quit for a day and now spent about a month. And I'm really kind of pissed off because um, there's a book that I read um, called Longevity by a guy named David, uh, Dr. David Atia, A-T-T-I-A. I highly recommend it, Longevity. Why some people live longer and healthier than others. And it's more than just genetics or things we can do. And he said, if you want to guess, if you want to know for sure, if alcohol is a poison, he said, quit drinking for a while and see if you feel better. 
son of a bitch. I feel so much better. My head is clearer. I have energy at the end of the day. I am nicer. And what really bums me out is my wife has noticed that I'm nicer. She's like, good grief. What's wrong with you? You're being really nice. And I'm able to help and do things. And I'm engaged so much more. And I am really pissed off. I can't believe that alcohol call. I know it's dumb. I should know this. All the things that alcohol has kept down, right? This kept me from feeling so good. And so I don't know that I'm giving it up forever. I can't commit to that. At some point, I'll probably start again, but I want to build that healthy um, respect for it again. Here's something else. Y'all, some of y'all know I deal with um, anxiety and depression. And I have for a long time. It probably comes from as part of the stuff that happens with ADHD. Well, what happens, do you think, if you drink alcohol? And then I was, okay, let's just put it straight. I was drinking two or three beers a day or maybe two or three drinks a day, five days a week, six days a week. So in my mind, not a lot until you do the math. And let's call it three times six is 18 to 20 drinks a week. And maybe on Saturday, I don't have more than two or three. But what happens to me is that, yes, I have anxiety and depression. But guess what happens when you have a depressant every night and you're trying to fight anxiety and depression? It makes it worse. It makes it worse. And yes, I probably knew that intellectually, but now that I've spent some time, I mean, nothing worse than a damn sober person telling you how great they feel. Doesn't that suck? But the reality is I feel so much better. And now the medicine that I take to help my anxiety and depression can work even better. And it is, and I can feel it. So I don't know. I needed to tell you all that. My gut check was what are the things that are bringing me down? What are the things that are not helping me get better right now? And I realized that two of those things that were standing out right in my face were booze and the news. If you can find a way, what are the things that are getting you down? Maybe they're one of those two things. Maybe it's both those things. Maybe it's none of those things. But what are the things that you can control that maybe you can stop doing? It's great to talk about things you can start doing, but what are the things you can stop doing? Maybe you don't have to commit to forever. Maybe just like me, one day at a time. But damn, I feel better. I really, really do all around. And it's improving my performance at work. It's improving a whole bunch of things. I'm Walker McKay with No BS Sales. Look at yourself. What are the things that are holding you back? What are the things that you can control that are holding you down that you need to get rid of? Take a shot. Stop doing it just for a day. Send me an email. Let me know what happens. Thanks for listening to the OBS Sales School podcast. If you haven't already, please take one minute to write a quick review for the show. It really does make a huge difference. Also, subscribe to the show and please forward this episode to somebody else who needs to hear it. As a bonus for listening, I'm going to give you access to a free mini course, Seven Expensive Sales Mistakes You're Making and What You Can Do About It. Go to www.7salesmistakes.com and get access to the free mini course. That's the number seven salesmistakes.com. Thanks again for listening to the OBS Sales School Podcast.